Today's episode is brought to you by Joy Organics at joyorganics.com. If you're ready to embrace total wellness in the new year by incorporating CBD into your routine, check out family-owned Joy Organics, offering premium pharmaceutical-grade hemp CBD products. Joy Organics carries a wide range of full-spectrum CBD products, including tinctures, drink mixes, soft gels, salves, face masks, what? Vape cartridges and pet products, all containing zero THC. With Joy Organics CBD, you can reap the healing benefits of cannabis without the psychoactive high. Joy Organics products are all third-party lab-tested and results are publicly posted on joyorganics.com. Just click on lab results. Remember, CBD is non-psychoactive, non-addictive, has minimal side effects, and can be used safely by children, adults, and animals. With the passing of the Farm Bill, there's no better time to give CBD a try. Join me and the thousands of people using CBD every day by visiting joyorganics.com. podcast listeners you are listening to mom and dad are stoned a podcast for responsible cannabis users brought to you by thestonermom.com that's me i am the stoner mom my name is Catherine, and i am joined as always by my wonderful dog max my cat katya and my husband blavid Mm -hmm. hi blavid hi we are parents to four and legal cannabis users in the great state of colorado in this podcast we pour a couple drinks smoke a little weed relax and talk about cannabis our lives pop culture and more happy evening all right well here we are i guess we'll just launch right into libation corner y'all can we do that let's launch in can you start the jazz music and here it is right here um i'm gonna smoke this you have in this bong. Yeah. So, oh. It's okay. Some Auxilla. Auxilla. A-X-I-L-L-A. How would you pronounce that? Axilla? Auxilla. Um, and it to us smells very planty and doesn't really have like a uh, in your face like danky weed smell. I feel kind of a heady high coming on, but I only took... What, do I really only have one lighter down here? Oh, no. There's another one. Hold on a minute. Um, I don't know where it went. Um, here it is, right here. It's a clipper. And you're smoking right now uh, a joint that I got at a local dispensary a called... A pre-roll. It's big. Uh, mm, and it's filled it? with diagonal, which mm. is a strain I used to get back in the day mm-hmm. at uh, 14er in Boulder. And you're not real... Wow. I just... Ugh. That just hit me. And the it, other one, the Auxilla. Yeah, it is pretty heady high. It so it's high. like a heady indica. Mm-hmm. So Auxilla is a hardcore indica strain from what I understand. But like we were saying in our pre-roll show, you harvested it at a certain time yeah. so that it wouldn't be super like heavy in your body. Yeah. So. So maybe when, you achieved what you were going for. Maybe I did. So basically when you're harvesting weed, when you look under a little microscope and you see the trichomes and if they're cloudy they go from clear to cloudy to amber. And what you really want to look for is a mix of cloudy and amber. I harvested these when they were like 70% cloudy and 30% amber. So it makes a headier high, right? And this mm-hmm. is an indica. So I kind of like it. It kind of makes you feel, yep. I can feel the indica um, kind of like 
the physical of it, but I also feel the heady zippy of it in my brain. How do you feel? Um, I don't know if any of that made sense when I said, I don't know. Cause I'm also, so we've got that. We've got the auxilla. I'm smoking the diagonal, um, which I haven't smoked in literally years. And I've also, I'm using, um, what is this called? The Aero Pro. I've got a really nice cart cartridge in there right now with something very berry y that I like a lot. Do you like it a lot? I have my ooze down here also with I don't even remember what this was, but it was a super high THC cartridge you picked up for me. Oh yeah, I remember that one. So yeah, see how much I could have finished that up. Finish it. And then um I have my Puffco Peak. You love that. With so I'll be doing some dabs with our pressed rosin and then i have sunburn as well which is a sativa that david harvested and it's it's lovely you like i like it quite a bit do you really there's so much of it so yeah i'm thinking oh i also have a queen's pims cup i have sprite and pims Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking i'm gonna be feeling pretty good Mm -hmm. as we get going here i'm with you but you know what i want you to do me a favor and i want you to smoke a lot of this uh, auxilla. Oh, why? So, so that I can fill it with sunburn instead. Okay, I can do that. Because sunburn is my... Or you could just clear it on that tray thing. Sunburn is my... Um... Is your go-to. You like it, huh? Well, you know, it's talkative. It's it's good for a podcast. I personally don't think you should smoke anything that's going to make you feel drowsy and stuff when you're recording your podcast that has a sponsor on it (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) right yep i mean let's try at least to be professional right so anyway what are we what was what else is going on that's it we're libating all right well i like libation corner i do too biatch biatch i had a good time libating with you i plan to do more my goal with you on this um weird one night off that we have right now together um we're completely um we have no kids here. We're child free on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Which is so we're pretending like it's like a hardcore weekend, I guess. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I'm going to persuade you. We're going to go get some food at some point. I am not leaving <laughs> a car. You say that right now. You're not leaving a car at all. I will get in a car, and that's as far as I will go. That's right. I will not exit the car. Your feet will touch the garage. garage and the car floor. The end. I did not put on clothes today. No. I don't plan on. Starting at seven or eight o'clock. It's too by late. The, the day's over for you, right? Yeah. So we'll. I mean, like, we'll see. I mean, like, I'm not really hungry right now. Are you? Are you still not hungry? Am I what? Are you hungry? Like, do you want food? <laughs> <laughs> hungry means like, do you need food? Do you want food? Are you feeling any hunger? I'm not. Okay. Well, me neither. Are so you maybe. Drunk? No, I'm not drunk. I could get drunk if you want don't, me to. Don't. Okay. I'm telling you not to. <clears throat> Be pretty easy. <laughs> so anyway, that's Wait, like how easy. Why are you on the cusp? Um. Yeah, I could. I mean, you yeah. Need to catch up. Yeah, kinda. I don't. Baby, you would never catch up with me. You I can't like handle drinking it. with you. I you just don't like drinking it. with you on the podcast. <laughs> why? Because <laughs> I always end up somehow like sitting on seething rage. I know. <laughs> I guess so. And then I'm sure I sound like a fucking raging bitch Mm-mm. in my Mm-mm. podcast. No way. Not you. But You're... you know, I'm an angry drunk and You are an angry drunk. That's true. I, I've always forget that. I about always you. have been and 
And if you happen to be annoying when you're drunk, then it's a terrible fucking combination. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is like, I might be annoying, but I am also like, I feel bulletproof, so I don't feel any emotion. Oh like, you can God. yell at me and make me feel, try to make me feel terrible. It okay. doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing riles me up more. I know. And it's and like, makes dope, you... dope, dope, dope. Okay, well, we'll see what I can say next. Well, let's not strive <laughs> no, for that. No, no. I'm just saying that's why... We're not going to do that on our podcast. No, we're that, not. Maybe it'd be funny for one episode. It might be. That never gets Let's aired. Let's do it. All right, that's... I like... will never document a fight. Do you know why? Because, why? Because my Christian upbringing... Yeah. Told, one time, my dad found my diaries and fucking read them, which you're not supposed to do, and <laughs> said to me during his lengthy, hours-long discussion of all the things that I'm doing that Did are Did you bad, just refill this bowl? Uh, it looked all green and I'm trying to clear it for you then yeah I did <laughs> okay. so you just, you just smoked sunburn <laughs> okay well that's there that's yours now I'm done anyway he said don't record your sins and like I kind of <laughs> yeah. like well one it's foolish okay when you do like sinful or bad stuff I'm not a Christian you guys I'm an atheist but like when you you don't want to like live you're in not your, an atheist you're a universe believer you don't want to live in your bad things that you've done because we all make mistakes and stuff and we're supposed to rise above all of that and mm -hmm. like <sighs> reveling in it or whatever is unhealthy like basically is what i got out of that i think that's a good philosophy yeah and i used to then i went through a stage because i have journaled my whole life and i kept diaries and on the inside of all of my diaries i would inscribe don't record your sins because we all are making treasures in heaven because I was a Christian at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, can I ask you a question though? What? Are you supposed to record your good deeds though? No, no. You're not supposed to record anything. It's not like that. It's just like, don't like leave this lasting legacy of negativity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay. And then at one like point that. in my early adulthood, I threw all my diaries and stuff away. I also and did I that like, in my adulthood. And I, I was threw like, them yeah, all. I don't want any record of like, and that was before like social media. Now we're all leaving a record of what? Who knows? I burned my own mind. I set him a flame. But, you know, I was like, I was in my 20s. So whatever. Me too. But I mean, I wrote some pretty like dark, depressing thing. I, exactly. I, I feel like I went through a lot of horrible stuff and I recorded it all. And I was like, I don't remember all this shit. See? Why do I want to keep this around? I mean, like, oh, I'm going to put uh, there is a one point in my life. We had a giant cardboard box, the size of our Christmas tree decoration box that we have, only a little bit deeper. And I would put like treasures in it, like diaries and bullshit and tax records. And I would carry it and it got so heavy to pick up. And then one day I was like, I'm going to burn all this shit and throw it away. Mm -hmm. You don't need that, right, baby? Mm -hmm. It's negative. Anyway. Well, listen, you're supposed to be able to reflect and it's good to write about all of that stuff, especially as it's happening and as you're like working through all of it. Why? To get it out of your psyche, kind of? Is that the Sure. Deal? Like, we shouldn't be internalizing all of that. Okay. But it's like, you don't have to like, uh, you know, go out of your way to like um, preserve <laughs> it. I guess there's just more like kind of like revering is is how he felt like okay. it was like it was like me, it's a like really thing? like me really reveling in my yeah. bad badness and he's like, I get it you don't need to be proud of these things you know yeah. <laughs> we can just like move on I mean I guess you're right no one's gonna take your diary and make a talk show or a fucking biography on Lifetime about it or anything 
No, I mean, hopefully not. <laughs> I hope not. Gee um, whiz. So we're, so, I don't know what we're even talking about. Are we're we, just we're babbling. Not, we're not in Libation Corner. No, we are in Libation Corner. Let's, but now we're, let's, let's morph into what's going on what with you guys. Tired? Why did I even say that? I don't though? know. Who cares? We okay. were just chattering. Right. Um, so next, now let's go into what's going on with you guys' <laughs> corner, right? Okay. Not a lot is going on with us right now. Not a lot. It's so what's going on with you guys' corner. And um, so I was going to say, I looked up TV things today. Oh, okay. Um, Because I realized the True Detective was starting. Right. So you're trying to plan out our TV watching schedule for so the next So I was like, months. what are the things that people are saying is coming out? And it's really not that exciting like what babe so true detective starts on the 13th and this will be out after that right so we'll have watched it oh and i was telling you in the pre-roll show i read a review it wasn't really great um and i guess like the obnoxiousness of the guy that directed them not the carrie fuga whatever guy right. but mm-hmm. the nick the italian guy nick mm-hmm. palahula uh, <laughs> no i understand no i know who you're talking about uh, you know, he's just like everything pretentious and dumb about him, like came shining out, came hardcore. really shining out in the second season. It, it just kind of like then cast a negative, you know, whatever on the first season, which was so great. But so anyway, hopefully I'm going to get we're going to give it a try. Maybe we should watch season number two again. No. <laughs> Do you remember when um, I cannot watch Colin Farrell was going he was like shaking his fingers like drumsticks to that one song was in that so one drunk. I wonder what he was drinking. He was on something. Remember the entire season we didn't know if his kid was his or not. And he loved the shit out of that kid. And then finally it was revealed in the last episode of the he I'm spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but he dies. And like after he's died, you find out that that actually, yep, that was his kid. And he loved the shit out of that kid. I, so, um, I, I like slept that. through a lot of that. I know you did. And we watched a lot of it on my, our computer because we were just like, hmm. Yeah. I remember well, watching only it watch on the computer. Texas at my parents' house. We too. did because we were like asking your father, like, have you seen True Detective? And, and he's he like, was I like, love True Detective. And um, I was I like, well, set up like that. well, he didn't. But we were like, True Detective 2's <laughs> out. And he's like, I know. It's like, hmm. Not good. It's very yucky. And we're probably watching it in the guest room while he's watching it downstairs. You no, know? We were, yeah. We were. We were in bed watching it. Um, so what else? That the TV watching. Okay, so what so else? Then after, so that's January. The Just ne- True Detective. That's it. That's, that's all it. we got. The next, yeah. And I mean, I'm probably going to sleep through it. The oh next- man. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's watch The Office a little bit. Okay. True- well, we are finishing. We're on season four of The Wire, <sighs> and The Wire is so great. And go watch it, everybody. You have to watch it like multiple times, which is so dumb. But I guess this is how all good. How many times have we watched this? Would you say? Take a guess. I don't know. I'm going to say four times. I think that's accurate. Maybe four entire times. And this is the time when I look at him and I'm like, honey, I think I actually understand everything that's going on. But that was back in season one. I mean, yeah. there are a bunch of seasons. Anyway, whatever. It's such Remember a, the oh. other night when we figured out... That I the, already want to rewatch it. Okay, yes. What? The teacher mm-hmm. that's helping Press Belusky is, is the lady Cuddy's who Cuddy loved. Is not his girlfriend, yeah. But he wishes it was. Yes. And he visited her in his Sunday suit. Guess what else? What else? Uh, Tell um, me. Tell me right now. Okay. 
the <laughs> bu- 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 bubs, bubs, yeah, bubs, bubs, is, uh, yeah, sponsor, yeah, yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the white yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, the guy with that's like losing his hair, but he has long hair. Yes. Okay. He sings. He's the theme song singer. I think in the last season. What? And he's an accomplished singer. And the montage in season five, two, two or three. Okay. If I played the song for you, you'd... which one is it? It's either the original one of Super Bluesy. It's the blue- Tom Waits. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the montage. Oh, okay, you know how okay. there's an yeah, end yeah, yeah. of season montage. Always a montage. He sings one of the songs of like the wow. best season of like such a great season. Really? Yeah. It's wow. and if I played it for you, you'd be like. So anyway, that guy's like an. Can you believe these people? Singer, they and put I was him listening to him on YouTube today, and I was like. Do you like, I mean, and um, Slim Charles is not bad either. Slim Charles has a band. Okay, there's a character called Slim Charles. He's a fucking drug slinger. No, this was in the 90s that he had a band. Well, it's still good, baby. I mean, like, like it's called the Backyard Boys, and Slim Charles is the lead singer, and it's not, is it called the Backyard Boys? Am I wrong? I don't think it's bad. We said we were going to play it at our next dinner party. <laughs> we did. We were. We might have been joking. I don't know. It might be interesting. Um, <laughs> so I just think it's amazing that they include all these crazy actors in that thing you sent me today. So the main guy McNulty, McNutty, the detective McNulty, and I, probably like two percent of the people listening to this are just like, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but. His name is Dominic West. He you sent me his post. Like, when I relax, I smoke weed or whatever he said. Oh, my God. Did you see? <coughs> There's a news clip that is, like, viral right now because yeah. there was, like, a shooting or almost like a home invasion. And they were interviewing the apartment liver, yeah. who was just, like, this dude. <coughs> he was like, yeah. Then there were, like, these shots. They're like, bang, 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 and blah, 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 and blah. And the lady's like, how are you able to stay so calm? And he says, I smoke a lot of weed. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just cut so much. Are you kidding me? (laughs) So that happened today. That's pretty awesome. I I showed that to you. (coughs) Okay. Oh, shit. We can't have that. Back to TV talk. Okay, what else? What's next? Game of Thrones is in April, and they don't give us a date. They just say April. Fuck them. God. What the hell? You can't tell us in January when in fucking April. Some of us have plans that we have to make, you know? Yeah, some of us have plans. So, do we have any sort of Game of Thrones game of attack? Are we going to attempt a rewatch? I mean, Game of Thrones is the show that we've probably watched more times than The Wire. So, I mean, um, yeah. Well, I mean, do you want to watch it from the very beginning or do you just want to watch a couple key episodes and then, like, really watch the last season? The season before last. Which one? What do you want to do? That dog really wants to go. Outside. It's okay. Ignore him. Um, I don't know. What do you want? Do you have an opinion? I have zero opinion. I well, mean, like, do I? but here's the only thing that I think we should <laughs> do is focus on at least in a row, a few episodes from the next to the last season. Okay. I mean, I think if it's the last three, that's fine. And then maybe, maybe we're we like, do the last two seasons. Okay. I could do that. I could do that. And then also, but I mean, like there's some things I'd like to go back and explore. Like when, um, Jorah was mm-hmm. in um Karth. And remember he comes across the lady with the mask mm-hmm. face? I mean Quaith. I wanna kinda watch mm-hmm. that because I have a feeling that's gonna come into play here somehow. Oh, I don't. You don't think so? Mm-mm. 
Okay. So, okay. And then Why? I thought, did she, did she appear in the last season or something? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, no, I think no, baby. She says some significant shit to him. Like, I mean, like, I think she might say so. anyway, let's just see. It's one episode. It's not even ha- we can watch like a few minutes of it just to see. And then uh, <laughs> um, there's that. That's and then she gets her her babies stolen, her dragon baby stolen. I know. Um, and then I also want to watch the last episode because I feel like there's a lot of shit going on with Jon Snow and um, Daenerys. And uh, I think we got to watch little, um, the little, Man, littlest Corchetti's master. gone. He's dead. Littlefinger got got by, uh, I can't even remember these people's names at almost. <laughs> Arya. Arya Stark. God, we got to watch it for sure. And they're all banned together. There was a time when I was like, oh my God, I gotta know everything about it. And now I don't halfway care, but... The expanse to me is still just as interesting, yes. if not more so. Agreed. I mean, like, there's been so many things. Like, I can't wait for the next episode of The Expanse to come out, but I the know. The Expanse is, ugh, is that just like our favorite television show of all time? It is my favorite of all time. <laughs> I will, there's, it's above Star Wars. Do for we me. like it more yes, than The I, Wire? Oh, yes. I mean, like, not, I'm not going to say like significantly, but it's, it's like. It's just our favorite. It's, this, it's up there we, on the, it's like rattled me. Didn't it rattle you? I There's something the about it that feels so real. It's such, like, oh, it's such a cool, great, great show. Right? Great story. Oh, you remember? Well, maybe we should start reading <laughs> those books again. Maybe. And then remember when you were making fun of um, the guy Holden? Holden. <laughs> when he throws Alex up, and then they're trying to get the fuck out of there, and then we, Catherine, like, like likened it to like throwing kids in the minivan and giving them to get giving them juice boxes i can't speak um that made you laugh a lot it did because he was belting him in and and he was like here's the juice is coming and everything it's like that's their juice boxes <laughs> and like and so the he's juice. the mom loading him in a minivan to get the fuck out of there he and, was. The, and that's exactly what it was they were all fucked up they were all his babies he had to get them to lock out of I there loved it. in their spaceship um that anyway. made me love it when you said that even more <laughs> so anyway okay what else is coming up holden is everyone's daddy basically i See? guess i mean they're a team of adults but they often get bruised up the aliens chose holden for some reason we don't know exactly um big little lies has oh, can't no wait to see it has no date but nicole kidman said june but she who knows how does she know because she's She's a good actress, man. Oh, man. She better not be lying. Yeah. I really thought it would be before then. I don't know why I thought that. Okay. The Expanse is unknown. We don't know. It is 10 episodes. Wait. We know that? And the first title episode is called New Terra. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Did I just blow you? You just blew my mind. They're going to land. The Rossi's going to land on another. The first planet that they get they're filming for. as of now they're filming um the, at the un building right now like this what? week um because they showed it's okay. true people were showing that. um because that building that they use yeah is all shut down um what else uh blah, 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 blah. atlanta what's up with that fx says 2019 what i thought I thought, yeah. Did it not come out last year? It did come out last year. Yeah. Right? That was Teddy Perkins last They're year. They're doing something. So I thought it wasn't supposed to be until 2000. We gotta watch that Teddy Perkins episode again. Don't you think? That's a good episode to watch sound. 
and all on edibles. Okay. Remember that Stevie Wonder hey, song? You guys, watch the Teddy Perkins episode "Stoned and Alone" on edibles. Be still, dark. my beating heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful, like everything about it's amazing. It's so calming. <laughs> It is. Uh, weirdly enough. I mean, like, experience. you got. Uh, uh, okay, lastly. So lastly. I'm giving you no information because none of these shows have whatever, but I looked up 2019 okay. shows. Let's hear it. The Crown. What? And The Crown, they have released a ton of stills from. Is so it I think that The Crown is going to be pretty soon. Oh, man. Are and you excited about they've that? They've brought, they have, they're going to introduce Camilla. Is Margaret Thatcher involved? No, I don't think this one. Who yet. is it, you think? Who's the prime minister? We don't know I yet. Can't, I don't know. I don't it's know. okay. It's not Tony Blair, is it? No. It's not that far. No. It's whoever is before Margaret Thatcher. I guess. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is Thatcher. But they, um, Netflix films uh, the seasons back to back. So they're filming three and four now. And they sh- they've released a whole bunch of things, and it looks great. I am excited. It's got uh, Edmund, you know, Edmund from Edmund. Tully. Yep, he plays. Who does he play? Philip. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I can kind of see that. But um, Margaret, I'm not Ellen so stoked Carter. on. But that's okay. No, I'm sure they'll work it out. Big thing. Her marriage. They they cover the marriage in this okay. season. All right. So anyway, I'm looking forward to that. That's what I wrote down. You got anything else for me? No. Okay, can I interject something? Yes. Okay. So, the guy that made um, that movie that your dad likes, Sicario. Okay. Daniel Vigneux. Okay. And he's done a couple other cool things. I don't, I can't name them, but I know we've seen them. So, he is the new director for the Dune movie that's coming out. They're remaking Dune. I did not know this. And they've already cast, they've announced their cast. So, Paul, are people happy about this? Well, I'm about to reveal that to you. <laughs> so, I'm just gonna. There's for those of you who are into Dune, you'll understand what I'm saying. And if you don't, whatever, uh, you have to go read the books. So, Paul Atreides is a new guy that I don't know, but I looked him up and he looked okay. So, there's the I have to back up. There's the David Lynch movie that came out of Dune, which was like a complete departure from the books, but. It's what made me want to read the books. It's like The Shining. So it like stand, yeah. stands alone. And then you go back and you're like, I'm going to read the books. and the, But the books go way farther than right. So I will ever, forever in my heart link it to the David Lynch version. Because he added shit in there that I think made sense. So he cast some unknown for Paul Atreides, which to me looks like Kyle McLaughlin. When only ha- kind of like Hispanic That's maybe Kyle version. Um, he has Kyle, black hair. Trey McDougal. It's what? Trey McDougal. Trey Mc, I'm sorry. Trey McDougal um, as Paul Muad'Dib. Yeah. Um, and Lady Jessica, who's his mom, who is a Bene Gesserit. I don't know who they, but they looked her up. She looks like Lady Jessica, only fucking modern. And then they casted the the senior Skarsgård today or the other day. Alex? The daddy Skarsgård. Oh. The old man Skarsgård. Dang. Who always plays a villain and shit in movies. As uh, Baron Vladimir Harkonnen, who's like the <laughs> most evil motherfucker. And they cast Raban, who is his nephew, who is called the Beast Raban because he's just such a tyrant, as Dave Bausta from Guardians of the Galaxy. The guy, who, Drax, the Destroyer, who said, spare me your gaze, foul, spare me your foul gaze, woman. 
And that's it. So they that's all I got. Dune is coming right back out. I'm so excited. I can't wait wait to see. I love Dune. When's that gonna come out? Probably not. We don't know yet. But they're working on it. We have no idea. <laughs> Could be twenty twenty. Okay. And you know. But anyway, I'm excited about that. That's all I got. Well, I rarely get to add things. Are we but... gonna go together and go see it? I hope so. I mean I are hope we also go see the Godzilla worms? movie, which I can't wait to see. Oh yeah. Oh my god, Godzilla. What, what else do you want to see? That's all. Um, that's it. I don't really have anything else. I, I want to see that Mary Queen of Scots. I want to see that. Yeah. But I guess I want to see that when it's in our home. Yeah. It's just like I want to get that Spider Verse movie and make you watch that too. It's a very creative movie. It'll spark, blast your brain. We'll da- we'll dab CBD while we're watching it. Okay. <laughs> I should okay. probably do that right now. Actually, uh, I wish we had some. All right. Well, All right. The end. Wait, I have some CBD we can dab. Do you want me to grab it? No. Okay. That's the end of that. And stop. your letters it's listener letter time tell me about it uh over the humming of my puffco peak as i do a dab we want your your letters or in this case your emails so write us and share your cannabis story your stoned observations ask us your stoner questions or request some good old-fashioned advice from a mom and dad stoner Email us at momanddaughterstone at gmail.com, and we might just use your letter on the show. Here comes a dab, courtesy of Puffco P. Oh, no. Oh, there you go. There you go. She's dabbing it up. Some ancient rosin. <laughs> Is it? Does it taste good? It tastes really good. It's not that old. I just feel like I left the... Cap off. Cap off. And I actually like that it's gotten to this consistency. Your rosin is usually so sticky. It is a pain in the freaking ass to work I know, with. man. It's try, like dabbing honey sometimes. Try scraping that into a little <laughs> silicone jar, man. It's rough. I mean, like, it's Whoa. gross. Because it's so viscous, it's insane. It's so like this stuff kind of, like, dried out somehow. I don't but know that's how. Good. But that's good, though, it's right? It's nice, though. Because, yeah, it's easy to work with. I can almost touch it with my hands. Um, so anyway, today's letter. Are you ready for it, baby? I'm ready. Let's hear it. Hello, Madaz. I am writing to ask both of you how you get over imposter syndrome and stay motivated as creators and general functioning adults. I often feel like I have so much creative potential and energy, but I get scared to share my ideas and opinions with the world. I often feel like I am no expert in my interests and that my view isn't worth the time. And there are many others whose knowledge is more worth the time of others. As creators of original and much enjoyed content, do you ever feel like you are faking it? Is it okay for you to feel that way? And if so, what types of things do you do to move past it? If no, any advice for someone struggling with the dreaded post button? (coughs) I love this question. What do you think of it? I think it's... I have lots to say. There's a lot to think about there, but yeah, I I could say some things too. Um, anyway, then they wrote somewhat nice uh, other very nice things about how they found us and stuff. But anyway, I think that's a cool question. And um, imposter syndrome is like a almost catch all phrase now, but 
like when I started the stoner mom, I was obsessed with like best business books and podcasts mm -hmm. and would listen to all of them. And people talked about imposter syndrome all the time. So I've listened to like, I feel like a hundred episodes of podcasts about imposter syndrome. Really? <laughs> yes. So an estimated 70% of people experience it and it's feelings of at some point in their life of just feeling like um, you're going to be discovered, you know, that your uh, abilities will be discovered that and, and prove that you're a fraud, like publicly or whatever. And it's totally um, normal. And I would say, I mean, it's probably more normal in um, people that have been marginalized. You know what I mean? Women or different groups, you know, that have been discriminated against or whatever. Absolutely. Um, anyway, here's double whammy. Here is a nice quote from Maya Angelou, who said, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, uh oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. And Sonia Sotomayor, who is our Supreme Court Justice. First Hispanic. Who we love. Supreme Court Justice. Love her. I have spent many, spent my years since Princeton, Princeton while at law school and in my various professional jobs, not feeling completely a part of the worlds I inhabit. I'm always looking over my shoulder, wondering if I measure up. So anyway, there's like tons of people, Meryl Streep and, you know, everybody who's accomplished feels this way. And I think it's a part of self-awareness and is a good thing. Absolutely. That we shouldn't really be moving through life thinking that we're, our shit doesn't stink. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, anyway, so I wanted to start with those and just say, like, as a blogger, so when you write the dreaded post button on WordPress, it's publish. And it's such a thing for me. The Sterner Mom turns five in June. So I've been blogging there since then. And Hitting the publish button has not gotten any easier. In fact, it gets harder sometimes. Oh, there was a great quote from Lupita. I don't know how to say her last name, but you know who I'm talking about. Lupita. She's in all the all the things. Sure. Anyway, and she's saying even after winning like an Oscar, it doesn't. Now it's like even worse. It's like, what do you do when the next thing doesn't yeah. win a thing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, you know what? I was going to start the show off with this. This is a complete aside, but I have a new resolution for my podcast. Okay. And that's that I do not say, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> I won't say that either. Well, I say it all the time. So you have to stop me and be like, don't just say, you know what I mean? When I say it. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it will stop me. I know. Do you know what I mean? Yes, okay. I know what you mean. <laughs> all right, good. Let's try that. Everybody knows what you mean. You Catherine. know what I mean? Okay, what's so? What else, Laquita Jones or whatever? <laughs> what are you trying Jones. to say? I don't know it. I don't know her last name. I know who you mean though, but okay. So, um, okay. So some different things, I guess, that I do <laughs> to help me, you know, get over anxiety. I guess related to, and you know what I do? I like will push. I'll have a thing set to, you know, it's going to publish on this day and I won't publish it somehow. And um, one thing that I do is absolutely involve a second person. And that is David. <laughs> You're my assistant in that way. 
where I make you uh, edit my posts. But a big part or reason of that is just like now it's accountable to two people. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. No, I said, do you know what I mean? I love it. Keep saying it. <laughs> Why aren't you talking? What are you doing? I mean, this is your answer. What were you doing over there? I'm texting my friend Tom. (laughs) So I think just practicing general self-awareness is um, and self-deprecation, but not too much. This isn't about like putting yourself down or anything because we already feel like shitty imposters. Honey, do you ever feel like an imposter? Constantly. Right now, I feel like one. Why? (laughs) Because everything I do is wrong. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I feel like, um, like for me, it's like everything I do is like, oh, I think I'm doing it right. And then it's like I get smacked down some way. Like someone will make a comment or like, you know, whatever. And I take it to heart. I take it to very close to the chest. Mm. So, but I'm very braggadocious in other ways, which I'm um, unself aware of. So it's hard because I say all these things that put me in horrible situations and then I get like rea- a dose of reality and I hate it. I mean, it, like, it makes me feel so stupid. You're so... Um, <clears throat> I'm unaware. No, you're very receptive to feedback like that from your wife. Oh my God. Not just my wife, but everybody. Like, I, for instance, I was dealing with a client yesterday and I won't get into it, but I mean, like, I feel like I had really done my best job to try to please this person and then they harshly like attacked me like <laughs> oh my you're God. doing me wrong and you know this is too much too expensive and i was i mean like i'm seriously i'm not trying to get into it in depth but i i mean like i i literally picked up the phone and had to call this person back and say i'm trying my best to do i mean i'm giving you pricing on things that are like we're not even like marking it up to try to make this happen for you and anyway the guy's stabbing comments like we're because he was very stressed out and he was in a horrible situation too. So the funny thing is, is like, I took that to heart and I felt terrible about it. But then today he called back and he was like, I, I can't actually find the price lower than this. So can you help me? And you know, I mean, I was like, of course I'll help you. And then I felt redeemed, but I mean, like it just made me feel terrible. People like really lash out out there in the world for no reason. Where I feel like an imposter, I guess, is like I am growing and growing wheat. Yes. Because um, like I'll feel like at some points I have it dialed in and I'm like, oh, I'm the best at this. And look at all this weed we have. But then like, you know, I see other people who do other things and I'm like, wow, oh, I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Plus people are so like we have such a critical culture. Yeah. Um no matter what position you're in, everybody wants to just like let you know exactly what you're doing fucking wrong in their goddamn opinion. It's true. And it just I feel like it makes everybody paranoid all the time. And like, uh, that's part of my like my failure. My fear of pressing publish is often just like more eyeballs means more yeah. people that are going to be more like, criticisms. this is dumb or whatever. What you're doing is wrong. Yeah. Or just stupid or a waste of time. Um, and certainly none of that kind of feedback helps. That's probably why so many people in podcasts and business books and stuff are talking about um, imposter syndrome. Uh, if you just Google it right now, there's there's like lists of books that you can read, by the way, and um, podcast episodes you can listen to with lots of great um, tips. I actually listened to Marie Forleo's uh, 
podcast this week was literally a 10 minute want talk about getting over imposter syndrome. So it's a very, it's been a very hot like topic for the past um, couple of years. So there's a lot of great articles and stuff you can read with really good, t- solid tips. But what were, did you have any experiences you wanted to share as far as imposter syndrome? Um, the only thing I would say is just like really try to stop and think for just a second that like, well, this is what you're doing. And like, if you love doing what you're doing to a certain degree, just keep doing it and like try to find the happiness in it. I mean, like when I grow my weed and I feel weird about it, like, oh, I'm doing this wrong and it's all a failure and I'm a failure. Why did I spend this money on all this stuff? Um, I, but then I, I have to stop and think that like, well, you know, I mean, like you gotta just try to learn from everything and then try it again the next time and try to do better. For you, it's like, I feel like, well, are you growing a lot of weed? Is your wife extremely happy? Yeah. Do you have more weed than you can possibly smoke? I think we're doing okay. You know what I mean? Like, what I've really beat myself up on lately is I feel like I can't take clones. I feel like I just can't make clones anymore, and it's like a hex. Oh, no. (laughs) And I used to be the master of clones, and now it's just like I can't get even one. I mean, I've tried, like, several times, and I can't make it happen. What is it like, then why are you even keeping mother plants? Because you can't, what point are they just to keep plants alive for no reason? Um, See, so it's like everyone, you just got to, I, but then I really have stopped and thought, like, I've been asking questions like, okay, this is exactly what I'm doing. What can you see a fault in it? And people are like, try this, you know? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like, I feel like I'm going to get out of it pretty soon. I just, I lost my way somehow. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure out how to get it back. Well, definitely talking about it (laughs) is a big way uh, that you help get over it. And it's, um, one of the recommended things because you have to address it and talk about it. And the other thing is to remember that you actually become more trustworthy when you're honest with what you don't know, um, or what you don't understand. And there's not understanding and not knowing doesn't make anybody a fraud. It's when you pretend like you do. So, uh, you know, work with that understanding can i say one more thing absolutely so the other thing that i now that i'm sitting here thinking about it there's like you can really get set up a lot of weird superstitions and stupid stuff like that for yourself too where you think like well i've done this and it's bad and like so that is going to have effect on everything that i do and it's going to hex everything and i'm a super person like that like if i feel like i did something wrong or like said something to upset someone i feel like i hex myself and i jinx myself and i hate that and then i have to stop and go like that's not real that's not real you know like you're you're creating negative nonsense for no reason yes and you have to break it you do i hate it break it with your mind um those are our tips that's the tips i guess i we sure talked a lot i liked it i like talking a lot Uh, (laughs) okay all right send us your letters at mom and daughter stoned at gmail.com we love you thank you for your very sweet email i hope our response was somewhat helpful we're stoned and drunk (laughs) okay Welcome back. To what? (laughs)
Yeah, welcome back from that break. Welcome back to... What did you do during the break? Stoned Conversations with Blavid and Catherine. I talked to you, stonedly and drunkenly. Yeah. Okay, question before we start into our topic. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear that question. Does anybody need an alcoholic beverage? No, I'm a, Yeah, I can go for one. All right, let's see. that. Let's pause it. I want one too. Okay, and it's time for... Stone conversations with you and me. Are you ready? <laughs> what are we talking about today, lady? You got some crazy stuff for us. I don't. I know I there's don't. multimedia experience with this one, so let's hear about it. <laughs> and what is it? So for the majority of my marriage to my beautiful wife, who I love more than anything in the whole universe. Thank you for this she, drink. She has, and she warned me about this at the beginning of our relationship. She likes to lay in bed. And read books into the night. Or, as time has gone on and technology has advanced, digital media is like iPads and iPhones. So, oftentimes, I will, good night, and my wife stays (laughs) up a little, like, two or three more hours, like, glued to her phone reading murder mystery kind of things. Like, (laughs) real, honest-to-God murder cases. So, and what does that have to do with today's little tale? Well, I wanted to talk while stoned a little bit about a case that's really been interesting me lately because there's a a currently running podcast that is excellent about this case. And what's it called again? The podcast is called Cold. I'm going to subscribe to that show. I am cold. I am cold right now a little bit. I am a little cold too. That's why I put my hoodie back on. Um, And this is covering the case that everybody was kind of talking about back in 2012 when Josh Powell blew up his home while he and his two young sons were in the house. When was this? This was in 2012. And where was this? In Utah. And um, this was after his wife had been declared missing for a while. So his wife's gone missing. Um, Meanwhile, he's existing with his sons. And uh, it's becoming very clear that he disposed of the wife somehow. And so the family is trying to not have him with the kids. Mm -hmm. And to prevent that, he... Uh, cause then anyway, to prevent that, he, he killed the kids and he killed himself and he killed the, the mom way before then. So Damn. this was a big case because this was, he did this during a supervised visit. He didn't have custody at that time. What? So he had, uh, what was it? She, yeah. So the caseworker, like the social worker person who is there to be with the kids. Is dead, right? No. She oh. she walked up to the house with the children. He opens the door. They run in. He looks her dead in the eye. He shuts the door. She can smell gas everywhere. She hears screaming inside. She hears him say, I've got a surprise for you. And then the house explodes. Later... It's it's seen that he actually took a hatchet to the kids and did that to them and then blew up the house. So it was absolutely horrendous. You're going to make me cry right now. So that is the case. You're going to make me cry right now. You guys, that's the surface. That's the deaths, right? But then there is all of this 
side stuff that is incredible to hear about. And a lot of it hasn't been talked about so much. So this, I mean, there was a dateline about this. I remember back in the day watching, you know what I mean? Oh my God, I'm not going to say, you know what I mean? It's okay. You just did acknowledge it. I mean, every time I say that, taking a bong rip. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Wait, I don't have any weed in this bong. I guess so. So do you remember this at all, honey? Do you remember when this happened? I don't. I'm sorry. Because at that time we were not watching network TV. So. Well, I, we weren't even I, together. Really. 2012. We were totally together. We were living in an apartment. I was watching things like coming to America on my Apple TV. In February, 2012. Absolutely. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway. Well, what? So, like, oh, okay. craziness. All right. So, let me take my bomb grip and then I will continue talking about this. There, did you hear that, y'all? I'm sorry. I have to be. Is that Oxilla? No. Oh. Are you sure? Sh- shit. Maybe I don't it think is. so. Did I take it out of the. I don't know. That's the one thing about Axilla is you know which one it is by the smell. You know what I'm saying? I can't tell. Because it just sounds like a fucking plant, baby. Did I use this pink one? I don't know. If I use this <laughs> pink one, then it is Axilla. Okay. Do you like it? Does it make you feel heavy? I don't want to smoke Axilla. Okay. Just, anyway. Okay. Godzilla. Uh, okay. So this podcast came out. I've really been enjoying it. There's nine episodes and there's more planned. And they're also really, the creators of the podcast are really active on Reddit so it's been quite enjoyable. It's my favorite podcast that's coming out right now. So every Wednesday, I'm like, yay, I get to listen to more of this horrible, fucked up tale. Um, so what kind of things have you heard? So the, the okay, so Josh Powell is the man that killed his wife and his two children. How did he kill the wife? No, we, there's, we don't know. Have and they no haven't idea. talked about we'll that really know. on the podcast, and I don't think anyone really knows. It's really quite a mystery. So the lingering mystery with this case is that Susan Powell has never been found. So nobody and like his radius for where he could have put her is huge, and it covers all sorts of states. And he has the time and the means, and he absolutely used his brother Michael Powell. Who committed suicide? Oh my God! Really? Um, to dispose of the body, and um, it could be in any. He talked previously about disposing of a body in a mine, so people really think that he did that with her because there's just it's not safe to look in mines, you know, and it's just a very kind of foolproof way. So uh, there's all of that <clears throat> that that lingering. She's just not been found. And so it's just not closed. She's missing still. There's not even like some bloody scene or anything. And there was a little bit of blood in the house, but like it doesn't really say what it could have been. There was a lot of talk about like him possibly poisoning her in the days leading up to it and her being sick and stuff. Um, So there's that whole part, the mystery of where Susan Powell is, because at least we know what happened to the boys. Right. Right. But we don't know what happened to Susan. And she's got, you know, family and parents that are living and want to find her and be able to put her at rest. Anyway, um, then there is the whole fucking can of worms that is Josh Powell's father. This is Susan Powell's Susan Cox is what we call her. We don't admit that she was married to Josh Powell because he 
murdered her and her children. Um, but her father-in-law, Steve Powell, is a creep to the ninth degree. It's insane. It's very rare. I've just never heard of such a creep like, like before. How? And so he had um mega infatuation obsession with his daughter-in-law. Okay. Um and Josh, by the way, was really abusive to her, like financially, emotionally. He would not give her food or money to buy food for her kids. What? She had to beg neighbors for food. She had to garden for food. He would berate her if she spent more than like $30 or whatever. And she, like the things that she fed the kids is just like, ugh. like what? Just like, you know, super poor people food. Anything like, that she could afford. Exactly. Right? The cheapest fucking things she could put together, you know? Just horrible. Just awful. And he was... Anyway, she had been documenting her um, experience for her whole marriage. So it's very clear that he was abusive in these ways. And many, many people saw it. They were also Mormons. So there's this... Well, she, he wasn't... Here's what's so crazy about them is like, he was a rampant not Mormon. And his father was a hardcore rampant like anti-Mormon. So they like rail against mormons and shit which normally you're like oh okay this is a person that kind of knows some shit so but, that, why would but then it be- turns out they're just complete freaks that just like they're the ones that are actually incestuous sexually abusive anyway so let me let me just talk about the dad the okay. father-in-law so this is the killer's dad he this is frightening obs- all of this he, he obsesses over his daughter-in-law and he has this thing with video cameras where he videotapes everything and he stalks the shit out of women. He sits in his car in the back of his van and through tinted windows and just in a parking lot zooms in on people um, on like chest what? and crotches. So there is just tons and tons of video. This is what this guy does in his him, free time? Of him doing this to Susan, his daughter-in-law. So, like, like wait, 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 wait. Like, she's going to the grocery store and yes. he's there without her knowing? Yes. And there's um, a video of Josh's college graduation. I think it was college. I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, um, and he's zooming in on her breasts, her crotch, and she's just like this normal woman girl you know at that time and at that time they're engaged i think um he does this in their wedding videos and what they're very poor because josh like doesn't really work so she works like wells fargo and like eventually i yeah anyway um so she's doing everything she does honey they have one car and he doesn't let her take it she has to bike to her job and then she bikes home and then fucking why is she still married to this because she's completely naive in that mormon way where you know divorce is like something it's just the fucking worst possible goddamn thing so you're gonna you know remain there year after year just terrible and anyway she was very she was ready so she's it's uh, like the tape that she made, she made a tape before her death of, Hey, this is me. And I'm documenting my assets, our assets, just in case anything happens to me. She wrote a will and Testament on binder paper that she left at work with people. She wrote in the margins. If anything happens to my son, my boys, I love you. Like, I'm sorry for all the shit you had to see. She didn't curse, but like, she was very actively like documenting. I think wow. I'm going to be murdered. 
And and then she disappeared. Anyway, so there's all the videotapes that you can watch of clips. Well, of, I don't want to see any of, of that. These, it's too scary this right guy's now. Creepy obsession. But then, um, they there's uh, okay. They found okay. his Susan drawer. There was a time when they Is were, this guy still alive? Yeah, but he's in prison. So he was um, when they they lived with them with him for a very brief period and they were super poor and they were saving up money. And so she lived with them with him and his fucking sick and vile other children who are all gross and weird and sexually inappropriate. And, um, he steals her underwear. He steals her clothes. He spies on her. He puts mirrors under the door when she's using the bathroom makes videos of her and stuff. Wait, and why? How is he doing this? Does he live with them? Honey, I just said they're living oh, with him. They're right. very I'm poor. Sorry. He steals her used pads and her tampon applicators and puts them in Ziploc bags and keeps them in a drawer in his room. This is his son's wife. Who's young. Whatever. It's wow. gross. Beyond How word. old is this man? And like, I, where's the where's his wife? None of that shit. Where's the mom? He's not married. They're divorced. They've okay, divorced where's the mom? What mom? She, the mom of the son. They're not married. No, Josh has a mom. Yeah, and they're not married. They don't live with her. They live with him. No, I understand, but wh- I mean, is he involved in his mother's life at all? Not really. No, <sighs> his dad was abusive to her. And they divorced. He was also abusive to abusive in the ways that I was describing, like psychologically abusive. Okay. So then what else? Um, Well, I really (laughs) wanted to share the underwear and tampon applicator thing, because that is not something that like they talked about in Dateline or anything like that. So while Josh Powell was kind of like still seeing his kids, um, Steve Powell was arrested for having child pornography. So, and that's, thank God. And that's when they found all of this footage of, you know, the people he stalks and stuff and makes videos of, and then all of this crazy obsession with Susan, his daughter in law. And so that came out, and it, I just feel like the media really like generalized his, his obsession with her. And it was way sicker than it just did not come across as as sick as it actually was. Like to go that far as to like steal people's garbage and stuff is like this dude is batshit crazy. So anyway, he's gone. Um, He also wrote a lot of songs about her because he's a prolific songwriter. You played some of these songs Um, for me. Shall we insert one here? I only feel love. I may have seemed clumsy. I didn't. A love that came slow is a love that will last It's plain to me too That all that you do Has made me love you I only feel love I only feel love When I'm with or without you I only feel love For that something so anyway, um, I also read a great book about it called If I Can't Have You about the whole case. And 
Susan and all that. So anyways, that was just what I wanted to share with you. Wow. Well, I have a couple of questions. Okay. Okay. So, um, during this time when she and he lived with the crazy maniac songwriting pedophile father. Yes. Did they have children? Were the children there as well? not yet. Okay. So then he went to jail and then they had children? No, no, no. He didn't go to jail till after she disappeared. So what? Yeah. So she, they moved away to a different city. Okay. Here's, there's more stuff, but he journaled his whole obsession with her and love of her. He talked to his other kids about it. Josh absolutely 1000% knew that his dad was obsessed with her and he didn't give a rat's ass. Um, but they moved away for Susan, but um, they still kind of saw him. And he told her that he loved her. And you can watch on YouTube this horrible video that he made of himself taking his clothes off and talking about how he was able to, like, massage her and stuff. This was when they were living with him. I'm sorry. I'm jumping around the timeline and stuff. But she tried to get away with him. Absolutely. Or, or get away from him. I was like, with uh, him? No, no. Is that a better deal? I mean, she him thought he was so repulsive But when did horrible. the kids come? Like, where were they? Like, after they moved away. And yeah, they had two no kids. contact with the father-in-law at that point. No, that's not true. They had contact with him, but they but, didn't live in his house or and anything then like that. How old or were these the same children? City. He blew them up. Young. How old were they when she disappeared? Like Sadie's age. Would you seven, say? I think, or maybe younger. No, they were younger because they couldn't. They weren't talking so much yet. So, so they're like four and mm-hmm, three yep. or something like that. Yeah. Wow. And so they were just now starting to say things like mom came with us camping because that's a big thing is when she disappeared, the night she disappeared, he took them camping and he took them camping during an insane time. And there was like a snowstorm. The camping, it just is. I don't want to get into that. It's too complicated. But he didn't work at all or have a job. Um, He tried. He was working at the time that she disappeared. But um he couldn't keep like steady work. Yeah. He seems like a maniac. He is a maniac. And his father seems like and a maniac. And his dad is a maniac. And he was weird like his dad where he wrote, he left like uh audio journals of himself and his weird his voice is so gross. Oh, so they play that in the podcast in the first episode. You hear his weird ramblings about Jesus and stuff. It's so you have this person you've married who's a weird freak, sick freak. When she married him, he was a Mormon and she was like, he's gentle right. and Mormon. And you're bound by these r- religious rules. So you feel like you're my sick. husband is who I have to be with. And then you have this father-in-law who's like a sick, weird freak singing, writing songs about you, about wanting to be with yeah, you. Yeah, and your husband doesn't really step up or ever do anything because he doesn't. he's oblivious to everything. He's too concerned about basically starving you out. Yeah, that's the other <laughs> thing. Sure you he's against everywhere. you, even though you're b- the breadwinner. You're not So, a- like, uh, that's the other thing after she went missing. Like, he just, he defamed her a lot. And so did Stephen Powell. They both talked a lot of shit and, like, tried to release all of her journals and stuff that were from like childhood like give me a to, to paint break. her as a whore that ran away with another man and abandoned her children and i don't think so this. i think you guys just... fucking murdered her to death well yeah do you think the Josh, father-in-law knows what happened or the father knows what happened or there was a time that he didn't because in his journals he's literally like fantasizing about i hope she comes back and if she does 
she'll want to be with me and live with me and be queen of the house. <laughs> queen of his nasty hoarder house. <laughs> this guy's so gross. There's just not been a villain like this. Just like, holy, this is the father-in-law? This isn't even the killer. So let's back up for a second. When the social worker brought the kids over and they yes. had to, they ran into the house, like, were they running in the house? Like, oh, daddy. Yes. And he's like, hello, ha, 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 ha. And he yes. shuts the door in the lady's face. Yes. Locks it up. Yes. Smells like gasoline. Probably goes like, he hatches them to death immediately on yes. the spot. And then lights the whole house on fire and kills everything. And it blew up. I hate this guy mm-hmm. so bad. Anybody I've never told kill their children. anybody where she is. I hate him. I so hate him a lot. Ugh. 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 Um... Well, then they need to just break his father out of jail and beat him up a lot every day, <laughs> like eight hours a day. I don't know. I just like, I it's hate really these types sad. of people who I know. they're something's their wiring's wrong and it's sad. And, um, I, I mean, like, I want to try to understand why, but I got to tell you though, I mean, like all that is like, so you have like this faceted versions of this story that happened. Right. And I think that that's what's the most interesting. Like, so the appeal of like that scary, weird psychopath thing. I mean, like you get to learn every aspect of it in our modern well, age. You know what I mean? It's just very unique. It's a unique Mormon murder story for sure. Yeah. And um, it's cool. I mean, interesting. Not yuck- cool. Yucky element of. Uh, yeah, she was just really in a terrible position, you know, and that had poor to get, woman. get away from these. And, horrible people and when you have kids you're just i'll tell you what i'm gonna it's listen. not so easy to fucking I'm, get away i'm gonna listen to that fucking podcast tomorrow it's great i highly recommend it it just uh you it's very tell respectful me stuff like this. i'm still stuck in like three years ago podcast world you oh. gotta give me the new ones baby you gotta give me the stuff yeah the other one that's really great is bear brook i think what's that, one that? Really, I think that one was really i think that one came out last year what is that one about that is about long time ago i told you a story about um these people that were found in barrels and for decades upon decades we've just not known who these people are i don't want to listen i know what you're talking about that one's just i mean it's just there's no other case like it it's just a standalone and it's still um we don't know well they know who it is now like that was all solved so like they know who the murderer is but i think they still don't know who like the mom and the um they don't know who these two people kids are, are but they know who one of the kids is. So anyway, that well, was a really anyway. great podcast, Bear Brook. Well, check them all out. They're they sound fascinating. That's a I'm case gonna that's going to be in like other one tomorrow, like law and DNA classes for <sighs> for the end of time. They're, I mean, it's just a precedent that has not ever been set anywhere else. So. All right, well, let's check that out. Okay, sorry. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> okay. There's one other thing I want to ask you. What is that? <laughs> so I've been doing some reading um, on this thing called. Um, I'm going to start going while you ask. What me. is this called? It's called like the uh, Impossible Burger. Have you heard of the Impossible Burger? Burger? Burger. No. Like hamburger. No. Okay. There's the Impossible Burger and there's like the Perfect Burger or something. I can't remember what it's called. The Impossible Burger is. Um, so there's this new driving force in biology, I guess, or consumerism. I don't know. Okay. But we're trying to create artificial meat so we don't have to slaughter animals anymore. Gotcha. Okay. Um, 
Now, that's kind of gross if you think about it, because we're manufacturing like... Now, I've read about... You know what I'm saying. It's like almost like clone. It's on the level of clones. Hasn't Sam Harris talked about this before? Yeah, of course. Um, So I think it's it's interesting because if we could revolutionize this and if we can make it and all get past the grossness of it... We'd have meat, an endless supply of meat that's yeah. not, we don't have to slaughter any cows. I mean, that, or any the, chickens or like anything. industrial, like slaughtering or whatever, whatever they Gone. call Tomorrow. killing all of our beef, how we get our beef and stuff. It's just like the number one, like destruction of our planet yep. thing. It's like on epic proportions. It's oh my God. So, yes. so bad for just. Our land in America. It's like, destroying the atmosphere. That. It's you destroying know? everything you can, your air, air, your water, everything you, that's precious. But it's imagine really, really a scenario in a And can, we don't think about it because what it's it, really painful to think about because right. we want to be able to eat our food. And So what if it goes away tomorrow? Because we figured out a way to make meat out of plants. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Or, I mean, like the other camp is like, we're going to clone it and we're going to make it out of like meat DNA. Okay. So those are the two things. So I did a little research and there's this thing called the impossible burger. And there's this thing called, I don't know if this is the right name, but I believe it's called the perfect burger or something like that. Now the impossible burger is available at many nationwide restaurants. And I searched it up and it's available in the Denver Metro area at several restaurants. Like where? Restaurants like anything from chain restaurants to like, um, like TGI Fridays and also like uh like kind of pseudo chain boutique restaurants like um what's that f- place called I don't know what it's called but there's like restaurants you and I've been to like that uh major pork place the uncle major or oh. something they have it so like you can get it at boutique restaurants or chain restaurants and it is meat made out of plants and like um at the recent ces show which is the consumer electronics show where they unveil shit that's a miraculous like Mm -hmm. here's the new iphone and here's the new laptop that's made out of sheet of glass a thin razor thin piece of glass and stuff like that they unveiled this meat and they were serving it there and they made steak tartare out of it and they were serving it and they say that like this is a plant-based this is not a clone or dna thing so I, you can buy the offshoot brand of it at Target and it's vegetable meat and I want to get it and I want to make hamburgers and see if it's any good. Wow. Are you with me on this? Okay. What if we eat it and it tastes, what if we make lasagna out of it or some shit and it tastes just like lasagna? Okay. Is that what we can buy from now on? Uh, Is that weird to even say? <laughs> we have to see. We have to taste it and see. I know, but do you think, I mean, like, what do you think about that? How much is it? normal price i mean it's not scary overpriced or anything it's like the same price as meat or less what does it look like it looks exactly like meat it's plant-based so um it's it's humans so the thing no it's not made of humans but here's the thing the only giveaway from what i understand the giveaway is like the if you make a patty of it and fry it the edges get crispy and meat doesn't get crispy. Like, you know, crispy, like almost burnt. Well, yeah. Flaky. I mean, anybody, I was vegan like for kale. like a year and you know what I mean, you get used to. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I mean, it got me thinking like, first of all, eating the DNA version of it where it's just literally a like cloned. It's not even an animal. It's like a, it's like we're going to clone raw meat. I mean, 
I don't know how I, feel. I haven't. We're not, I don't think I would be at the point where I'd taste that kind of. It's like eating sheep brains or something. I mean, like I wouldn't. Do oh, that. I think it's better than eating sheep brains. I don't eat brains at all. Oh, I would never eat brains. <laughs> I mean, like you always read stuff like this cow brain tastes milky and blah blah blah. It's like, disgusting. <laughs> You're eating a cow's mind. Oh my god, we freak out and laugh our asses off when Gordon Ramsay eats an octopus. <laughs> I know he's like and biting its brain <coughs> stem to kill it. That man loves octopus. He loves it. He is very passionate about it. One of my big things that I laugh about so much is when he, on that show, Kitchen Nightmares or whatever, when he fixes the place and it's still a fucking hole in the wall that is going with a makeover that's going to go to business immediately. And yet he demands that they, they serve octopus on their new <laughs> improved menu this is an octopus like, corn salad i'm not gonna go there and eat octopus okay like, i'm gonna go relax to dude octopus. i'll go here for catfish yeah I'll, i mean <laughs> like, I'm, I'm ready to eat a catfish right all right well anyway i don't know what this was called but i just decided to ask you this question with this plant burger well i think it's after stone conversations with believe it and Catherine. it was just a little un- unscripted and honestly we don't know what we're gonna talk about it's fun sometimes. in the new year. Yeah, we don't. But know. maybe, see, you could have had a whole segment talking to me about called artificial meat, meat <laughs> options. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll revisit. I this don't know. I'm very. Questions. I mean, like, I, I weirdly enough, like, I love meat. Like, I would. I'm the first person in line to go to the butcher and be like, "Give me that right there. It was killed yesterday. Give it to me." Oh yeah, and but, we're very conscious about the meat that we get too. Absolutely, like, we're pretty. I mean, you know, we do the best we can, which is yeah. the best they have it. But I feel like if, if there's a plant-based meat that tastes, if they get it to the point where it tastes like meat, I'm going to eat that. Because I mean, like, right? I mean, like, even if it's a responsibly slaughtered cow or whatever, I mean, like, the plant is better at this <laughs> point, right? Because it's just, the meat is killing us, right? It's killing us. I don't know. You got to, you got to see, like... What if it turns out this stuff is made in like some horrible for the planet? I mean, absolutely. You're right. You're, you could be right about that, but I don't know. It just sounds, it's promising. I'm just saying like, these are positive things, people. Let's read about them. All right. All right. I love y'all. Okay. What's going on in Dave? <laughs> Shit. Okay. Dave is so high. Oh my god, I'm very drunk. high. Okay. Um, I got a drink. Right. My drink. Tell me what you you fed me as a drink. What is this drink? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't feed it. To that, me. First of all, try it and then tell me if you like it. I've had a few sips. Have you had it? What do you think? What are your thoughts? It doesn't really taste like anything. Good. That was my goal. So that is our vodka. And I, you know what I mean? Like, I want to give props to this brand, but I don't know the name. I feel like it's called Reykjavik or something like that, or Reykja. We love that vodka. It's a small batch Icelandic vodka. It's dirt cheap. It's like 20 bucks a bottle. And I'm I'm like, I feel like I found the weller of the vodka world. Only people don't know that yet. Because, I mean, like, come on, let's face it. Vodka is, 
It's not hard to make, people. I mean, like, you know, you just got to sell the fuck out of it. And I think this shit is good. It's really good. So um, check that out. What's and then, going on in your... Oh, and what else? Sorry. Um, and then it has a layer of Sprite <laughs> on top and then a splash Ooh. of soda water and ice. Heavenly. Thank you. I'm glad you like that. How's your um, grow? Okay. Let's talk about the grow. So I made a video of me um, sprouting some seeds. I'm trying <laughs> in a, a caveman paleolithic slowly, slow ass way um document a grow but god it's taking forever but i'm ready to get that camera baby and film the rest of this so i got some seeds from the dutch master company seed company and one of those is strawberry cough i mean the other ones are great too but we've been wanting to grow a strawberry cough and i never grown it yeah so what i did is i took six cups six seeds threw those seeds in the cups waited a few days i saw the little um first like sprout come out that says i'm thirsty i'm alive and you take that when it does that and you take tweezers and throw it in some dirt Mm -hmm. in like a starter thing and then like (laughs) set it under a dome and put a little light above it and let it sprout so four out of my six plants came up so i was so frustrated because the two strains that i really were the prize strains did not come up out of all six so strawberry, like, cough. strawberry cough and forest dream i wanted both of those hardcore so i only have three of these seeds so i was like oh, this is irritating me so i took the number two of three seeds and threw them in water those two sprouted with their little tuber seeds i threw them in dirt and lo and behold a day and a half later now they've sprouted so i have four um, one week ahead of those sproutlings growing in two two day old sproutlings like little newborn babies that have just popped Aww. out of the dirt so here's what i'm doing folks <laughs> i'm taking those i've got i've like uh, re-optimized my whole grow setup i've got a mother plant tent which i can't grow clowns out of because i suck at that now for some reason and then i've got a three by three tent and i've got a f- five by five four and a half by four and a half tent so what i've what I'm doing is, and on this table, I have a light hanging down from the ceiling on top of the tailor, table, on top of a dome, I have my little nursery. So in the nursery, I put seeds or clones, If, but we've already determined I can't make clones, And um, but I'm working at Imposter it. Syndrome. Imposter syndrome. And I also put dirt cubes of uh, seeds in there after they popped in the cup of water. And that's my nursery. And once they get to a certain height, I transplant them into a little tiny pot and then another size pot and then the three gallon pot. The three gallon pot goes into this veg tent. I vet that's my perpetual grow. I veg those ladies for a few weeks and then I put them in my flower tent, which is the bigger tent. And now I have a perpetual grow. So I'm constantly like veg, babies, veg, flower, babies, veg flower and like i'm and it's every the goal is every three weeks we're gonna have new weed new weed new weed new weed new weed new weed so it's all starting with these seeds and then my next go around which i already have to start planning for because my little seedlings are spread it up and i gotta put them in the veg tent soon is i have to get clones i'm gonna get two i'm gonna get sharp i pray to the weed gods that my charlotte's web clones will root and they'll be girls and then i'm gonna um do some um from the good people at Black Dog LED Grow Light Company LLC, I'm gonna get some um, Red Rock Hemp plant clones and some probably some more Mandarin cookies or some shit like that. I don't know or, or um, Rainmaker and um, grow that in the round two. 
So, baby, we're off to the races, mm-hmm. races. So we're at the very beginning I right now. I guess so. We're at the very beginning. Perpetual grow, you say. Yeah, and here's something interesting I'm going to spring on you that I learned today. So the place that I work at, High Life Creative, the Denver Cannabis Marketing and Branding Company. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the guy I work with, Mike, who's also into growing, he like he's the kind of guy that's like when he gets into something, he takes it times 10, right? Like he's like into growing and now he's like times 10. So he wants to get an extraction machine. So he's like, find me an extraction machine and let's get one. Mm, so like, like a CO2 extraction machine. Oh shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're like, and they've, I looked today and they've dropped dramatically in price. So like, you know, they used to be $10,000 for a closed loop extraction system. Right. And you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, now they are, those are $4,000. So like the high end is 4,000, which means the middle range, which you can buy on Amazon is $1,700. So I think we're going to acquire one and we're going to, that means we can start doing CO2 extraction and making all kinds <laughs> of crazy concentrates. Cause you know, baby, I've tried my best to make what I have work that like, um, you do so good. the ethanol extraction takes too long for too little. Right. You know, um, I, I use two ounces and I get maybe ha- almost a gram of, See, I want to start making CBD hardcore. Like, I want to get to the point where we're making our own CBD. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway. um, Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Is that the thing we're trying not to say? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Damn it. Okay, that's what's going on in Dave's Grow. That's what's going on in Dave's Grow. Bing. Okay, baby. Well, we've had a great it's, podcast it's episode. Not, do you know what I'm saying? It's do you know what I mean? Oh, that's what I'm trying not to say. Okay. I'm sorry. Did did I say do you know what I'm saying yes, in the last you did. thing? Okay. And I, and I repeated you. Close enough, though. Well, we're a little touchy right now with the do you know what I mean? Well, you know what? We're really trying to make a change in our lives. I am not I'm with it. you on that. I'm the same way because I now that I no, think I, I say it to the last episode, and I was like, "Do you know what I'm saying?" No, do, do I you know say that I, too? No, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I use it as a filler. What do I and, say then? I don't know. But whatever it is, you, instead, you just need to like take a breath and not say fucking anything. <laughs> I'll tell <laughs> you what. Because we don't need fillers. We don't need to apologize for our, our sentences. Let me tell stuff. you something. I say, I say, let me tell you something and all that kind of shit. But... I remember I had a job once where I was working with some supreme sales weird overlord freak. And um, <laughs> he was like okay. on acid salesperson. I was like, oh, huh. I'm going to quit now. But I mean, this guy would like sit me down and be like, I want you to I want you to take this recorder and I want you to record what you say to people when you're selling them stuff. And I want you to list, play it back to you and listen to the things you repeat over and over again. And I want you to eliminate those words. And I was like, uh huh, uh huh. Wow. This was this guy's sales tactic. And he was one of those guys that would sit in his office with one of those headsets and just like be on the phone all day, like wheeling and dealing. And I was like, you're a super sick, weird freak. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, what I'm trying to say is like, yes. be aware of what you say, but don't punish yourself because some <laughs> asshole makes you feel like a dick. Say it as much as you, you know, it's okay to like, if you recognize it and it bothers you, that's cool. 
But don't go hunting for things that make you feel weird about saying. Right. I'm just trying to eliminate a, a speech tick that I don't. I get you, and that's normal. Um, because you know why? Because why? I'm focusing on the quality of content that I'm putting out this year. So you are, I can tell. Yeah, and so I know we're just having these stone conversations, but I don't know. I'm I don't stoned. either. I like it though. I like it that we have some discipline just, and focus. I want to not leave a legacy of complete yeah. dumbness. I don't either. And, and I think and if I there's okay. stuff that's dumb. I am saying right now, we are allowed to remove things from the internet. That's right. Whenever we want to. Whenever. Okay. Like Maybe if we look when back, I'm 50, I don't know. I bet I won't be. I'll be like. I don't care. Listen to how young I sound. Oh Ooh, my God. What a beautiful woman I <laughs> David, was. David, believe it. Listen. Listen to this. Oh, my voice. Talking, you were right the whole time. Remember you weren't wearing any clothes during episode. <laughs> during episode 100. <laughs> Um. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. Anyway, I love you. Shout out corner. All right. Uh, the easiest way to help the show is to tell your stoner friends about us. Don't you think? I think. I think so too. It's also really helpful when listeners leave us a rating and review in iTunes, and we have a new one from Ang C. Let's hear it. Catherine and David are all around good people. I appreciate what they are trying to do to break the stigma of stoner parents. I started listening when I was pregnant with my second child to learn more about cannabis and live vicariously when I could not partake. I stuck around after for their variety of interesting topics and adorable conversation. Keep it up, madas. Oh, that's great feedback, right? That is lovely to hear. We love hearing that kind of stuff and it is great inspiration to keep... Yeah. Up our weird stone. I mean, you know what? I mean, like nine times out of ten, when I hear things like that, I think of you. Like you're the stoner mom. You're presenting that positive parental. Why are you saying this? Reinforcement. Oh well, I'm telling you. I'm about to get to the point. Okay. And then lately, I've been thinking, but wait, I'm on this show too, and yeah. I too am a parent. And you're nice. I'm very responsible. I feel like. I mean, I feel like I do all kinds of stuff. You're. Hunter and gatherer. I am, and I'm pretty good at it. So hardcore. And you know what? I mean, I'm really starting to realize that this is this makes you like there. I couldn't govern my life as it is without CBD mostly and um, some THC. I'll say you're a stoner now. I guess so. All right, next. I love you. Our House Van Eaten <laughs> members shout out. House Van Eaten is our membership site and community of adult stoners who support this show as well as everything we do over on thestonermom.com. Members have access to exclusive podcasts, sesh videos, vlogs, and live sessions with me and Blavid. Learn more at thestonermom.com and click on the membership. Today we're shouting out new member Whitney. Yeah. Welcome to the club. I promise I'll send out a newsletter soon. Very soon. Goodbye. All right, guys. That's it for this episode. What are we doing? Where are we going? Okay. We? Well, it's listen, my beloved wife. I know it's a little. I know it's a little late, but I think it's time to get some food. And I'm now. I mean, like we said, we would put it off and discuss it at a later date. And here we are at a later date. I'm. I'm hungry. I'm going to go get us some food. What do you want? Where's your hunter and gatherer, like you mentioned earlier? Maybe I'll go to Taco Bell. Maybe I'll go to a Burger King (laughs) type restaurant. I don't know, but maybe I'll go to the Vietnamese place across the street. I don't know. Are they open? That would be so That's what I was thinking, too. I think they are. 
All right, well, I guess that's what we're doing. Um, we are so fortunate to be across the street from that place. All right, so we're in agreement. That's what we both want. We want Vietnamese cafe. You want... Sweet and sour, Sweet and sour chicken, chicken. Which is crazy good. And I want their pork fried rice. And the pineapple, which is my favorite part. So good. Oh, Okay. Mom and Dad are stoned is made by us, David and Catherine. Learn more. His name is not actually Blavid. I just call him that. Anyway, learn more about us at thestonermom.com. Our music is by Deaf Girl, and we love her for it. Follow her on the gram at Deaf Girl Music and listen to her on SoundCloud. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Mom, the letter N, Dad, the letter R, stoned. I posted a picture of David. Right as he you sits do. right now on our Twitter, because I'm going to start using it like a good podcaster. Because like it. I said, I'm focusing on content quality this year. So we're not quality, 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 right? Quality, quality, uh, quality. Follow David on Twitter and the gram at CO Weed Grower and follow me everywhere at The Stoner Mom. We'll be back again soon. Until then, remember to be safe and responsible with your cannabis use. Always be kind and smoke weed every day. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you.